0: Hi, welcome to BizQuick. I'm Julie and I'm Corey. And on today's episode, we have Steph Gonzalez out of Atlanta, Georgia. She is the CEO of Show Up to Go Up.
1: That's right. You're listening to BizQuick. This is where Julie and Corey provide quick and useful information to small business owners. BizQuick is the podcast where small business owners get to showcase their businesses and receive expert advice and guidance in areas many entrepreneurs struggle with. And you, the listener, get solutions, tips, and tricks on real-world topics that many small business owners face. Julie and Corey are the experts small businesses hire when they need solutions. And the BizQuick podcast is just one way they deliver those solutions. Let's start the show. Welcome, Steph.
2: Hey, thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me.
1: No problem. Thanks for being here. How are you doing today?
2: I am doing awesome. I'm so excited. This is my first interview that I've done since getting back into Atlanta. So I'm really like jazzed up to be here.
1: Oh, excellent. Well, That's
2: fantastic. Yes, definitely. Where were
0: you before when you weren't in Atlanta?
2: So I actually spent the summer in Iowa. I was taking care of my mother who was sick and passed away recently.
0: I'm sorry to hear that. Um, That's so, you know, what's really uh, like a random connection. I spent the last summer of my mom's life taking care of her in Minnesota. Really? Yeah. So (laughs) really weird connection there.
2: Yeah. so sorry.
0: Oh, thank you. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about Show Up to Go Up, what it is, like how you, how you created
2: it? Yeah, absolutely. So Show Up to Go Up is my brand and it is kind of my story. So I am from the Midwest and you might be able to relate to this. Being a woman from the Midwest, um, oftentimes you play small. You're a people pleaser and I never learned about finding my voice that wasn't something that I grew up knowing how to do how to speak my truth. I always just tried to fit in and be the nice person and I moved to Los Angeles and I kind of found my voice a little bit there, but I still had all of these limiting beliefs that came from my childhood. So I moved to Atlanta. I finally empowered myself. I finally healed myself from some of those issues from my childhood and beyond. And I created this brand show up to go up because I hope to inspire and encourage other women to take steps, to show up for themselves every single day, regardless of where they are to be the best versions of themselves. So it's an educational brand. It's also information and inspiration as well.
0: That's fantastic. Um, I love that story. And I really do want to ask Corey if he had any trouble growing up in the Midwest, finding his voice.
1: Um, yeah, I just was actually about to write a note to Julie to say, I have nothing to offer this conversation right now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We'll get to you. I'm sure that you're going to have something. Yeah. Um, what can you talk a little bit more about like healing yourself? I'm, I'm very curious about that. Like what, what you did for
2: that. Yeah, absolutely. So for me, um, I did not realize this until later in life, but I was struggling with perfectionism and just not feeling like I was enough. And I realized that those things came from when I was younger, I played softball and I was really good. And my dad was always my coach and he always wanted me to be the best. And I was always pretty much the best. Anytime I would mess up, it was not okay. Um, I could never be happy. I could never just enjoy the game. And so that kind of perpetuated in the rest of my life. I couldn't really enjoy life unless I was the best. And also with that, I didn't want to fail. I didn't want to look bad. And so those two things don't really go hand in hand. Like you can't be the best at something without starting somewhere and failing. And so I just kind of went through the motions of life and not really feeling satisfied. And it was because I wasn't taking risks And I wasn't growing, really. Um, I was somewhat, but it was all in my comfort zone. So basically, about a year and a half ago, um, I was just so miserable. I was so miserable. I felt so stuck. I was working so much, but I didn't feel fulfilled in, in any way. I didn't have any meaning behind what I was doing. I was just saying yes to all these other people and other things. And I was exhausted. And so I literally, I broke. Um, I was talking to my friend and I just started crying and I was like, I need to go see a therapist, I guess, because I got a lot going on that I haven't been dealing with. And through talking with her, I realized that I had some issues. Mine were abandonment. My parents got divorced when I was 15 and I was kind of forgotten. Um, and side note, like my parents loved me and I'm grateful for them and I'm grateful for that experience too. Uh, but I, I realized some of these things. And then I did this program. It's called the artist way. It's a 12 week book series, and it is 12 weeks to untap your creativity. So I felt blocked and I was like, I need to do something again. I was just seeking Um, And from that book, I realized again, like there was a lot of self-reflection and I think maybe I had not been so in tune with myself. I'd been more in tune with like my computer and my phone and that wasn't leading to me dealing with my issues. So from that, from therapy and from the artist's way, I finally was able to dig deeper and bring these pains up to life.
0: The Artist's Way is a fantastic book and um, it's it's fantastic for so many reasons. Um, I'm just sitting over here keeping a visual eye on Corey as I'm sure he's just sitting over squirming right now because this is such a emotional topic, which the robot is not so good at. So you pro- we probably won't be hearing much from Corey today during this
1: episode. If you want to talk <laughs> finances later.
2: <laughs> Perfect. That is my fiance. He's the finance guy. I'm the like emotional woman. Going through all
0: of that work of healing, um, at what point did you decide that um, this was something that you could share with the world and have this be a business?
2: So, I think at first I just realized and I recognized that so many other women go through the same stuff. Like, again, being from the Midwest, I know so many women that are just going through the motions of their life that have kids and are so focused on taking care of their kids that they aren't taking care of themselves. And there are people all across the world, but in the Midwest specifically, I know so many women. Um, So at first, I just wanted to get the information out. I just wanted to be of value to other people. And then I started thinking, okay, how can I merge what I'm passionate about and also make money? How can I Create a business between these things, and so, like, kind of to your point. Originally, I was just excited to share the information, and then I was like, "All right, I gotta, gotta kind of think about finance as well because I would like to do both."
0: That's cool. Um, I was thinking. I, I read this quote. I think it was literally just yesterday, and I'm a big believer in no accidents. So now I know why I read that quote. Um, it said that i'm not going to get it direct and i don't know who said it so i can't attribute it to anyone but it said people pleasing is a form of controlling other people mm. so you're trying you please people because you want to control what they think about you sure right? and it was like wow it was kind of a lightning bolt moment for me i'm not Sometimes I'm a, I'm a people pleaser, but not very often, but I used to be. I'm, I'm a recovering people pleaser, I guess.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, it's definitely an insecurity. So it makes yeah. sense to want to control somebody else's view of you because you're insecure about a part of yourself.
1: Yeah. Can you talk about that transition from taking, you know, what was a, a passion and turning it into a business? Because I know for a lot of people, they, they have that passion and they're like, oh, I can make money off of this. And then they end up ruining their passion because now it's it's a chore. It's a job.
2: Yeah, for sure. So I think for me, part of the thing that helped me with that is my own experience, right? So I sought out different things. Like I went to a personal development conference and that really propelled me into this direction of wanting to turn this into a business. And so I saw the value in investing in myself i saw the value of paying for information and so i think somebody that is willing to pay for something to grow to grow themselves and become better versions of themselves that's a different person than somebody that is just sitting around and clicking on on the internet and comes across something you know so i really want to attract i mean i want to help all people but i want to help people that want to help themselves
0: What, I just had a curiosity. What, what conference did you go to? Uh,
2: the Rachel Hollis rise event.
0: Did you, so her personal rise or her rise business?
2: Her personal.
0: Interesting. I went to rise business last fall and I thought it was, it was really good. Um, so I was just curious if that was the one that you had gone to was Rachel Hollis's rise. What, um, at what point, so how many different ways do you have for monetization of the business? I know you have the podcast, Do you also do like coaching or consulting or what's your, what's the other revenue stream for it?
2: Yeah. So I am creating online courses right now. So I have two online courses in the works, um, that will be launching next year, early next year.
0: Awesome. Um, you've already, you've already started to develop them.
2: Yeah. So one of them is how to love yourself, love your, the inside and the outs, you know, um, self-care and body image. And then the other one is how to get unstuck, like how to address where you are and get clear on what you want and take actions toward that.
0: Cool. I'm curious about the, so on those courses, what type of, um, and maybe you haven't gotten this far yet because you're, they're coming out next, next year. So you may be still early in the process, but have you already gone through the um, process of figuring out the, the price point, like your, your pricing strategy for them?
2: I haven't totally uh, locked it in, but for the first one, so one is gonna be a more introductory um, option. And then the other one is gonna be a bigger, more vast, like hitting lots of different points and lots of different pillars. So that one is going to be obviously much, much more involved. The price point is gonna be higher. So I have done research in other courses that are kind of similar. And so for sure the first one, the starter course, I have come up with a price point for that.
0: Yeah, I like to think of pricing as like sort of the the Goldilocks and Three Bears type approach, right? Where you've got the, it's too high, so people won't buy it. It's too low. People think it's not worth anything. And just that just right price point and finding that for your ideal customer is so important and can be can be really challenging to, to figure it out. Um, we actually have a course that, um, a 10 week course that's launching um, this year. And it's, you know, finding that right right the right price point for it was an interesting exercise for us. So I was curious if you'd gone through that yet.
2: Yeah, for sure. And I think another thing is like knowing the value that you bring and owning that and not undervaluing yourself and what you have to offer.
0: Yeah, that's a key one.
1: It it really is. So how do you, like if if somebody were out there trying to get into consulting or doing any kind of uh, selling a service, not so much a, a product, like, how did you determine what your value is and what um, advice would you give for somebody who's trying to determine what their value would be?
2: So I have gone through a transformation that has literally changed my life in all aspects. Like I'm able to cope better with hard things. I'm happier. I'm more at peace. Like all of these different things, they, they affect my life in all these different ways. So I've gone from one point to another. It has been life-changing for me. So I know that if other people do the work, because that is a key point, you have to do the work. But if other people do the work, then it is going to be just as valuable. Like if you can go from feeling miserable and stuck, I literally used to Google, how do I find my purpose? So if I can go from that, or if anybody can go from that to feeling fulfilled and working harder than you ever have, but being more excited and it feels, it feels good and you have more energy than you've ever had, like that is huge. And I just think that that is so valuable. So if you have gone through that transformation, think of where you were and where you are now and all of the changes that it has brought into your life and all of the good things that have come from that. If you haven't gone through that transformation, then maybe you have some work to do, or, you know, just think of, how you can help other people and the transformation that you can give them.
1: Um, It's funny going back to uh, this conversation of me being the robot, because I was thinking value in terms of dollars.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but, but but it equates, right? Like the bigger the transformation, the more dollars, the more valuable the course is.
1: Okay, yeah, that makes sense. So
2: I think about it as um, my mind is not, the dollar is like the number two thing. So the value and the impact that I'm making is the number one thing. I wanna focus on that because I am a giver. However, I'm also an achiever. So the money is important as well. Um, But I think they go hand in hand. The bigger transformation or the more that you can offer, the more valuable financially or monetarily your course or whatever is. We're gonna take a
0: quick break while Rachel Martin from Forward Motion Events fills us in on what she's got going on this winter.
2: Hey, I'm Rachel and I'm here to tell you about the Women's Winter Experience to help you get through this winter. It's three months and three challenges. Each month you will choose your challenge and get sent an awesome swag package. So if you are looking to stay motivated mentally and physically and want help accomplishing your goals, then you need to check out our women's winter experience.
0: Thanks, Rachel. And now we're going to get back to the show. But one quick note for you guys out there listening, you might want to tell the ladies in your life about what Rachel's got going on. Do you, do you have a method or an approach for how you quantify it?
2: Um, at this point, I'm still working. So I'm still working with people one-on-one to really develop what it is that I want to, um, all of the specifics of the course. Um, and so I think that that is definitely something to consider. But I, I mean, I'm gonna do a money back guarantee because I believe in what I'm doing so strongly. And I think it'll probably be like a month course or something and at, at the halfway point, there will be a money back guarantee. And I believe that the only way that someone cannot see the um, advantages of the course is if they're not doing the work. Because like I said, like when I finally started doing the work, that is when things changed. And I think so many people just don't want to do the work, whether it's they don't want to look at their problems or they just don't want to sit down and actually have to think about things.
0: Yeah. Doing the work is um, definitely can be challenging for people. And I, completely um, on board with the money back guarantee. We offer it to, for everything that we do, just simply because like you, we believe so strongly in what we do and the value that we add that we're really comfortable with people offering people up money back guarantee.
1: Yeah. And along those lines, I mean, with you're talking about people doing the work, especially in the world that we live in right now, where it's, you know, the instant gratification and, and all of that, a lot of people are like, oh, I'll sign up for this course and I'll feel better after a month. It's like, well, no, you have to, you have to actually put some work into it. And I think that's where that, that, that Goldilocks and the three bears of pricing comes in. Cause you want to get them committed, you know, pot committed, so to speak, but um, so they'll actually show up and do the work.
2: Well, I was going to say, even to your point, like, yeah, you need to have a price that's going to scare them a little bit or encourage them because they have to know that they have to get out of their comfort zone to change where they are.
1: How would you motivate then? I mean, motivate those people to then make those changes because it's, it's tough in terms of like if you're stuck in a rut or you know wherever you are mentally or physically. I mean, like how, how do you get them motivated to start to make those changes?
2: Are you talking pre-buy or once they are in the course? Both. Yeah, both. I think that addressing their pain points and relating to my customer. I mean, my target demographic is me a couple years ago. You know, I know what it's like to be stuck. I know what it's like to feel unfulfilled. I know what it's like to be working so hard and not feel like you're achieving anything in life and to know that you have more inside of you. You just don't really know what steps to take, or you don't have the confidence because you haven't worked on yourself. And so I think if I can connect with person by person, which is what I hope to do, um, and just say like, I, I was there. I see you. I know those things that you're going through because I went through, I went through them and now I'm on the other side and this is exactly how you do it.
1: Yeah, and that personal connection there definitely definitely makes it a lot easier for people to not only trust you, but believe in in what you're you know, what you're you're teaching, your coaching.
2: Yeah, and also small wins. I mean, right now I have an, an email list that I am just sending free content and I'm just trying to nurture them. And if they feel just a little bit more confident from something that I've sent out, then yeah, they're gonna believe in what I'm saying and they're going they're going to want to take more action to better themselves.
0: How long has show up to go up existed? And how did you come up with the name?
2: So I launched it on March 12th of 2020, right before the pandemic started. Um, And I did that because that was a date that had meaning to me. My grandma's birthday is March 12th. And she was a very strong, impactful woman. And I wanted to honor her with that. And so that is why I chose that date specifically. And it also really kind of worked out because everything shut down. I had done the work up until like with my podcast and my content and everything shut down. People were needing inspiration and I had so much to give. So it was really great. Um, And the name, I just brainstormed and I thought about a lot of different things. And then I would look them up on GoDaddy or I would look at the Instagram account And I don't know, show up to go up just kind of hit me. And the other ones, like there would be names that I would see online and all the accounts were open. And I was like, "Eh, I'm just not quite ready to move forward with that. And show up to go up, it was like, this is it. And I was shocked to see that it was available because I think it's a great name.
0: That's crazy Um, in that I just realized, so my every year at the beginning of the year, I pick like a motto for the year, right? And like this year, for example, it's live in the arena. So the whole year has just been like doing like new, uncomfortable things. I've put myself in so many uncomfortable positions this year that I would have never thought I would have done. Um, Last year, my motto was show up. And I had a hat on all day that says show up on it. And I took it off. I don't know why I took it off. Now I'm like, why did I take that hat off? Because it was like perfect for this particular podcast. But um, yeah, that's... um, it's one of my favorite um, things to, to say is show up. Like You can't yeah. get anywhere if you don't show up.
2: For sure. I mean, half the battle is ju- more than half the battle is just showing up for yourself and going through the motions and getting started.
0: Yeah, it is. So for right now, do you, and, and I apologize um, if, we've, if you've already answered this, are, you're doing, are you doing coaching right now for people?
2: So I am doing some coaching, it's limited, and it's um, really just to get more information on how I can be of service for my courses. Got it. But you can go to my website, showuptogoup.com, you can inquire about that, there's a contact sheet and all of that there.
0: Okay, and are you um, finding that those, that particular coaching that you're doing is really helping to build out the content and the direction of the courses?
2: It's helping to get specific and know um, where exactly my audience is and what they're struggling with and what it would feel like if they weren't struggling with those things. So it's giving me crucial details. And of course, everybody's a little bit different. So the answers vary a little bit, but Mm -hmm. there are a lot of commonalities. And so um, it's it's helping me so that I can be more helpful in the long run, but then also... I'm helping the individuals as well,
1: and that was a question. Kind of came to mind. You kind of answered it there, where the there's so many, so many people out there, and there's so many different types of situations that it's hard to address just one. You know, to, to be able to capture that. So I mean, how do, how are you, how are you targeting your your audience so that it resonates with the group of people you're looking for, knowing that there's going to be multiple types of of circumstances in there to deal with.
2: Sure. Um, So, I mean, I'm just trying to do as much work and research as I can to get hyper-specific on some of the pain points that my audience feels. So I'm going into Facebook groups and I'm searching different struggles that they're going through. Um, And like I said, I'm doing those coaching calls or those calls so that I can get specific. And yes, everybody has different issues a lot of times they're all rooted in the same things and a lot of times there is one like nucleus of those things, right? Like not feeling good enough or not feeling ready. Um, So those are a lot of times like the core core struggles or the core limiting beliefs or even, you know, self-doubt or other limiting beliefs. I'm trying to get as specific as I can to a targeted audience. However, I'm open and available. Anybody that finds value or inspiration from my information, they're, you know, they're welcome to, to receive it and also sign up for my courses as well.
0: Excellent. That's fantastic.
1: And unfortunately we're going to have to start wrapping the show up, but you already told us about your website show up to go up, but can you tell us uh, every other way that somebody can reach you?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So it's show up to go up on Instagram. Also on my website, on the main page, um, I made a guide and all of your listeners can download it. It's totally free. It's three simple steps to love your life and love yourself. Um, and basically it talks about a loving yourself, b deciding clarity on what you want and why, and then creating an action plan to get over those things. So it's really, really valuable. I put a lot of work into it. Totally free on my website. Um, yeah. I would love to connect with any of you that are listening. And if you have any questions, please reach out on my website or Instagram.
0: And you have a podcast as well, right?
2: I do. Yes. Thank you. The podcast is showup to go up. or no gosh. The podcast is show up to go up.
1: <laughs> yep. Okay. Great. Thanks so much. Yeah. Thank you, Steph. And thanks to all of our listeners today. And of course, all of that information that Steph just gave us will be in the show notes.
0: And you can connect with us on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and the Twitter. Also, you can reach us on our websites, either sbpace.com or bizquickpodcast.com.
1: And while you're out there on the internet or on your phone listening to this pod, go ahead and subscribe, like us, and give us a review.
0: Please give us a review. We love feedback. And you can reach out if there's any topics that you wanna hear about. We will find the expert who can come on and chat about it and get that information out to the masses. We wrote a book, it's available on Amazon. It's called Seriously, Now What? A Small Business Guide to Disaster Preparedness. And it comes with a companion workbook. You can also find out about the book on our website.
1: That's it for today's pod. I'm Corey. And I'm Julie. And this was BizQuick, helping small businesses across America.